Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. Bless you. So good that you can tune in today. Wherever you're joining us from, from whichever country, you are so very, very welcome. Those of you who have been watching faithfully, welcome back again. And any newcomers, you're especially welcome. We hope that you are blessed by the Friday PM series. And do yourself a favor, quickly catch up with all the other episodes that you can take this wonderful journey with us. And we give God all the glory for Friday PM and pray that you'll be mightily, mightily blessed today. Well, I'm joined today again by Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim Boye. Tim, great to have you back again. Thank you. It's lovely <laughs> to be here again. We were talking after last week's episode and, you know, mental health is such a big issue. And so we just got talking and we said, well, listen, we have to, we felt like we didn't get out of second gear here. Um, but just for those of you who didn't see last week, may I encourage you to watch last week's episode because it's kind of a continuance from that. Uh, but Pastor Tim and Sandra Boye are senior pastors of New Life Church in Hampton. So uh, your services are, you said? 10.30. 10.30. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. So if you're in that area, do yourself a favor. It's a great church. We've ministered there. And uh, as we said, Rachel and I are on your board as well, which we feel honored to be a part of it. And uh, so bless you. Thank you. Thank you. So Tim, going straight into today's discussion where we're going to continue on the topic of mental health. Last week being Mental Health Week, which we didn't even know of. I mean, that was, if that's not confirmation... <laughs> yes. So that's great. Um, we were talking about anxiety and how anxiety plays a role in our mental health. It's not a good thing, is it? Certainly not, especially for long periods of time. Short periods of anxiety are fine. Short periods of fear are fine. But if you fear something for 63 days, you will get anxiety and panic attacks. And the kind of the way it works um, is your body is always communicating all the time, giving messages um, to do things. Sometimes you're aware of it. So if I said to you right now, stop breathing, you could suddenly stop, hold your breath, and you've engaged your, that subroutine, if you like, that was doing the breathing. And then all of a sudden you can start breathing again. You've gained control of it and then you let go of it. Anxiety comes like that sometimes. So. One of the examples I, I sometimes use is imagine crossing a big road and um, this will be like a natural anxiety and your brain saying, God, there's an awful lot of traffic going through here because you're processing this in the, in the, in the present. Very yeah. important. And then all of a sudden you realise the only way you're going to get across this road is by running. You're going to have to do a little sprint. So subconsciously everything starts to tense up Adrenaline starts to get ready to be released. You're about to do a, 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 a use your body in a way. Natural anxiety, and of course, then you go and you run. Now, anxiety happens is when you fear for a long period of time. So, one of the things the government said is, imagine everyone has got COVID. So every person you meet, you have to assume that they've got COVID. So you already put yourself on that level of alert and your body is telling you is ready. And it's giving you signs that, you know, there's danger, there's a threat, because we're wired for love, and there's a threat to that love, there's a fear, and it develops. And if you carry on walking in, in this kind of environment, 
eventually that fear after 63 days becomes anxiety with panic attacks and this is the first sign of destruction of mental health. The figures out um, last week I saw on BBC were one in five people suffered some form of mental illness after oh. the last lockdown. So it is incredibly common um, and it's living in this high tension state. And of course, even when it goes, you can still remain in that high tension state because you train your body to be in there. And again, uh, when you save a memory, you save the emotions with it and the state of the body. So you come close to a person and it triggers, even though there's no COVID threat now. So when we come out of COVID, you may find people getting anxiety attacks just by getting close to someone standing too close to me. I'm tensing up. And unless you're reading your body and saying, no, no, mind, take control. I can take control of my mind. I'm going to suppress. I'm not going to uh, accept this anxiety anymore because it's not a threat to me anymore. It was a threat, but it isn't now. And you can begin to go, oh, yeah. Jesus says, be anxious for nothing. Paul said, and I think it's yeah. Paul who said, be anxious for nothing. Yeah. We mustn't get anxious. We mustn't worry. Worry, continual worry is very destructive. It takes you about what might happen. And we should never live in that place. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Jesus could be back tomorrow. Mm. So basically what you're saying, it seems like pretty much everyone around the world is taking this journey. So it seems like you have to take this journey of making these conscious decisions going forward. You do, and, and you have to make conscious decisions to get out of it. And this is some of the great things that I think are coming out of um, this pandemic. Because one of the things that's come up is people coming realizing that they're mindful. And that there's, I, I'm me in a body, but I can also step out of me and I can look at me and I can say, what are you thinking about? Because your mind will always be thinking about something, you know, I'm looking at the studio, all the lights and, and everything. But your mind is always thinking about something. But you can stop at any time and engage it, just like the breathing. What do you, you know, is my breathing increased? And you can control it. Is my heart beat increasing? No, I'll take control, you know. You know, I've got a, a car that can drive itself, but at any time I can take control and take it out of self-control, you know, steering mode. I can control it. Same with you, you can control it. Step out of yourself. What am I thinking about? How am I feeling? What's going on in my body? Is it all tensed up? Why is it all tensed up? Because someone's too close to me. Okay, but that's not true. Fear, false evidence about reality. I have to reprocess that and have to rethink things and connect things up to understand why. And once I understand why, that's half of the healing, you know? And then you can start to, you know, one of the greatest blessings I've seen in the church is people coming in really anxious and concerned, like people that include close. We go through praise and worship. By the end of it, they're just, you know, they're, they're, you know it's difficult to keep them apart, you know? And I have to remind people, Keep your mask on if you get too close. You've got to keep those masks on. And we've actually given badges to people who um, felt threatened with people getting too close. So if they felt vulnerable, or we had vulnerable people, we gave them a little badge saying two meters, a red badge, so people could see they must keep two meters from those people. Other people really don't don't care. So um, 
I'm not going to tell people what they can and can't do. Mm. Everyone has to make their own choices, which is a very important question, choices. We all have choices. Seems like it. Um, and, and what you're saying also is that we have a responsibility. So we can ask God to help us to be strong mentally that we can make those choices. Otherwise, we're just sitting on, we're putting ourselves in neutral and whatever whatever will be, will be. C'est la vie. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. So you're basically saying that God's teaching us to find the right gear, not the reverse, hopefully. That's right. <laughs> to go on a forward gear yeah. and go through the gears that we can go faster and faster mentally, but that we have a responsibility to make those choices. We do. And the, the, at any time, as I said, you can re-engage your thoughts and say, I don't want to think about that. I'll give you an example. I want you to count down from 100 in your mind, you know, 100, 99, 98, 97, yeah? Now I want you to visualize a desert island and I want you to see some coconut trees on it. Yeah, got those? Can you see how many coconuts are on each tree? Kinda. Yeah, how's the count going? <laughs> I don't know, mid-80 mid somewhere. <laughs> you lost the count. Yeah. And what I'm trying to show is it's very difficult to think two thoughts in your mind at the same time. So you can either th keep the countdown going, but as soon as you put the vision of the, the island in there, it wipes out the counter. Yeah. So you can choose what you think about. Very interesting. Tim, you were sharing about also about renewing our minds. Now, this is where the real spiritual principle comes into, into being and, and it needs to manifest in our lives to, to take the word um, as the truth and to apply. Yeah. How do we renew our minds? Well, I look at how the Father creates. He thinks, he speaks, and then it appears. Right? And we are exactly the same. Now, an artist, for instance, thinks. He doesn't speak, but he, he starts to, to draw, or he may describe what he's going to do, and then he actually does it. And that is the same sort of principle of thinking, speaking, and producing. Uh, and the Father speaks like that. It's the same with thoughts. We, we think them, we speak them out, and they manifest. Now, God's words are so pure that as he thinks it, as he speaks it, it happens. I mean, he says, the moon is over here. The sun rises and the sun sets here. He doesn't change his mind. Today we'll have gravity. No, oh, no, I don't think we'll have gravity. Everyone flies off the planet. No, he's consistent. You trust. You know, I sometimes use the example of, imagine the bank, imagine you a uh, bank. You trust the bank. Now I tell you, Judas Iscariot is the bank manager. How much do you trust to put your money in the bank? You don't, because you've got to have something you trust in. Yeah. So if God is so pure, his word is so perfect, to develop the mind of Christ, which would be thinking like God. So if we're thinking like God, we would be speaking like God. And if we're speaking like God, we would start believing like God. And if you start believing like God, you'll start acting like God. Mm. I know I'm stepping on a few sort of difficult things, but the thinking like God, what is to think like God? And actually his word is 
Christ is the word of God. So God's thoughts are written down in the word. So when we meditate and think on God's words and his principles and his ways of doing things, it then goes into your heart. And then it goes, in, once you start to believe it, then you start to act upon it. And when you act on it, then it manifests. And it's only a period of time before that manifestation occurs. And your mind affects every part of your body. There now science is showing that even your immune system is affected by your mind. Wow. Even your um, DNA can be affected by how you think. And Tim, lining up with this, you mentioned speaking as well. Now, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm. So to speak right, that's also not touching on something else, but that also helps our minds to be renewed, right? Yeah. If, if we hear, you know, these are inputs. Our eyes, our ears are your inputs, most big inputs. It's almost like when we hear ourselves, when we hear life, it changes up here as well, right? It does. And it's really powerful because when you store a memory, like a computer, you don't just store a thought. Attached to it are feelings, emotions, environment, all your five taste. Hence, you could be walking down a, a street, smell bread, and have a memory from your past because it's, it's recalled or triggered that. So memories can be triggered by events. And that's why some events that like COVID and anxiety that can be buried that you, someone stands close, too close to you brings back that memory which causes a reaction for you to move away. And you have to understand why you're doing that and that's part of the healing, mm. of understanding why you're acting in this way. Um, and then asking God to help and sometimes it's forgiveness, sometimes it's just reassurance of His love. He's the one who's in control. Mm. And then just to touch briefly on uh, being around people who can help. Uh, you know, not too, not isolating yourself too much. Make sure that you interact with the right kind of people that can help us as well. I think that's in your church. It is. Pretty uh, much what people have testified to, right? And serving is a really good thing because it, it's getting yourself, you know, when, when you go inwards, it's, it's, it's devastation. It, when you start, when people go negative and go inwards as they try and sort and process everything out, it becomes like everything's so heavy. Everything, emotionally, you're just worn out. You're so tired. It's so difficult. I've got no energy, no drive, no enthusiasm. But as you, as you, you know, if you're having that kind of trouble, then you need to meditate on what God says about this. What does God say about the pandemic? What does God say about how to treat people? And then you start meditating on the love thoughts and when you bring these things, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get too close to you, say, and I'm feeling that, I start thinking, what does God say? He says, love my neighbor as myself. And so you start to weaken those holds of fear and they gradually get wiped away. As you see, you're no longer a threat to me anymore. I love you, you love me, we can hug, you know, and people are gonna to have to work through this process after COVID. COVID's not gonna go away. We're just going to have to learn to live with it, like flu or any, any other disease, and learn how to cope better mm. um, with it. And to think about, I suppose, God's protection. Yeah. You know, to think that you know, it's not in our control to be 100% safe. I mean, you can sanitize till, till your skin falls off, and you can go out in a, in a bomber, bomber jacket, <laughs> disposable. 
there's no guarantees now, is there? No. So um, to lean on the Lord for our protection, to train our minds also to say, to quote the scripture, as you said, mm. you know, I can do all things through Christ. I can go through the situation that God, I will abide under the shadow of his wings. You know, that he's, he's my protector. He's my banner. Um, to try and get our minds just not to go down that slippery slope. <laughs> Very important. And, and fixing your eyes on the end of the race. See where you're going to. Keep, you know, if you're going to go in the future, see where you're going to end up. Oh, very good. You know, if you keep your eyes on the maker, then actually whatever trials and testings you go down, they're just trials. They're just testings. I know where I'm going. This is just a, a valley I'm walking through. But there is light at the end. And, and when I get my new, renewed body, because my mind will be renewed at the end, um, I've got a brand new spirit. I'm going to be great. Mm. Tim, we were talking as well, and uh, we've got this little video clip prepared that I just want to sh thought we should uh, show as well because it's so much in line with what we're talking about. And it's uh, Joyce Meyer is going to just share something very briefly in this video clip because sometimes it's almost like a thought comes and it comes out of nowhere. Where does it come from, number one? We don't always know. But it's just there, and then how do you deal with it? So we're going to talk about that uh, a bit more, shall we? But first of all, we're going to look at this clip quickly, and we'll come straight back. I mean, I was a Christian for many, many, many years and loved God and couldn't figure out why I just kept having so many problems. And I, I didn't understand the stuff about the mind. I just thought that I couldn't help what I thought. Well, I can't help what I think. And I didn't have any idea that I could cast down wrong thoughts or I could shut my mind against thoughts that I didn't have to just receive everything that fell into my head and just take it as my own and roll it over and over and over in my mind. You know, I share that my dad abused me when I was young and you know, still after all these years, sometimes just out of nowhere, I'll find myself thinking about some of the things that he did to me. And you know, the minute that I become aware of what I'm thinking, I, I just say no, and I shut my mind to it and don't let it in there. See, the enemy will sneak up on you and try to put stuff in your mind, hoping that you'll take it as yours. And if we think about the wrong thing, it's gonna affect our moods, it's gonna affect our behavior, it's gonna affect our relationships with other people. As the man thinks, so does he become, Proverbs 23, 7. And no matter how many times you may or may not have heard teaching on the mind, this is something that we need to hear over and over and over and over and over. Between our thoughts and our words, those are two messages that we will never get tired of hearing. You can choose your own thoughts. Well, welcome back. Uh, so I pray you've been really blessed by Joyce Meyer. And, and those of you who are not familiar with her ministry, she focuses a lot on practical help and mental help as well. I read her book called Battlefield of the Mind, I remember years ago, and really, really helped me in my thought life. Tim, I just want to share something briefly as well and for our viewers um, about something that one of our board members of the UK, his name is Pastor Giles Stevens, and he's a missionary in Brazil. And of course, you know Giles well. And mm. may I just apologize because I forgot to mention that you're on the Vine Song board and you've been there for for nine years. Eight you said? years. Eight, eight years. years. 
So Tim has been faithfully serving on our, on, on our board. And Tim, you're a great asset. And the Lord always uses you to bring peace and wisdom and a lot of great ideas. So bless you. Uh, but one thing that Giles said, uh, that we, something that we listened to from his ministry, is he said that I th- you know, when a thought comes, he said it's like a bird coming to sit on your head. He said you don't know where it comes from and you can't always see where it's coming because if it comes from behind, you might not see the thing going onto your head. But he said you have a choice of not making it nest there, building a nest there. Yes. And that's pretty much what, what Joyce has shared as well, yeah. that we have a choice, right? You can choose what you think about and some thoughts the devil will play with. He, he, you know, he wants to just kill, steal and destroy. So he will be involved in this process at some stage. Sometimes you just go through a trauma, perhaps, and that's buried. But again, you, you need to have this awareness of why you're feeling like this and keep asking yourself, well, why am I, what's making me feel in this way? Is it too much of the news? Is that affecting me? Is it, I'm concerned about somebody getting too close to me. It's, again, it's the effects of what, what's been doing it. Is it because I have um, an addiction of some form that is, I'm trying to escape and hide from something? And the great thing is you can ask yourself these questions and your mind will actually go away and fetch that information from your subconscious and your spirit as you worship to make it into your mind so you become aware, you can process it, you can then deal with it by sometimes it's just uh, you know what the cause is, you can write it down sometimes because fear is false evidence about reality. So. As you write it down, you begin to see the reality of what you're writing down in your thoughts. You can visualize it. You can help make more sense using your present conscious mind. Mm. And then when you write it back into memory, it's, it's now weakened and less strong. And you can then say what, what I like to do is say what God says about this situation. So I haven't got the mess on the, the, the table. This is what the problem is. What does God's word say about that? Now I put God's word with it and I I repeat and speak out God's word. I think on his word. And then as that memory gets rewritten, it's rewritten as the mind of Christ. And so I'm now free, if you like, from that. So I've been abused. And when I get to the root of it, of that abuse, I might be able to say, not only have I chosen to forgive because Christ has called me to forget, I've asked the help and it could be unbelief and again i've asked you know people ask jesus help me in my unbelief that's a great thing to do sometimes (laughs) in you know times of a trial help me with my unbelief because we can all go through those trials at times um but again you can gain control and by putting god's word in there you're rewriting the memory and you'll bring it under his word under his uh, logic under his thoughts Uh, and then you're rewriting it back, and then it has no effect on you. And then you can come across, uh, I can stand close to you, I don't get that trigger anymore, I don't get that anxiety coming anymore. It's getting less and less and less and less. Um, And we found people who've come to church regularly throughout the pandemic, um, and we only shut for the first lockdown. Mm. They're the ones that have been happy, they're the ones, you know, and the fellowship afterwards. We often spend an hour or two hours outside now with coffee, chatting and and talking with one another. And it's just great. And those people are much more healthy. And we've seen people come out through it.
and stay healthy all the way through it. Take away fellowship. That's what's been so cruel about this disease. Yeah. But let me give you a scripture. I just want oh, to give you do. one scripture. You see, God tells us what to think about. So if you say, well, what do I think about? This is what he says, Philippines 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So again, it's your choice. Are you gonna think about those things? Mm. In every negative, there is always a positive. In every pandemic, the advancement of science through this pandemic is a positive. Look for the positives, because that's how you are. Love is very positive, it's not negative. And, you, you know, I always try to turn something that's bad into something that's good. Take something that's bad, and that's exactly what God, he takes something that's bad and he turns it into something good. It becomes a blessing. He takes the bad and makes it good. Tim, praise the Lord. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you just mentioned something quickly, and we don't have time, I think, to go into it in detail. You also mentioned the word worship. and I find, too, for myself, sometimes when you... When you've kind of come to the end of your wit, may I say, for lack of a better expression, that it's sometimes also worship as well, where, you know, it's the Word of God as well in worship. Sometimes you can't think about much when you're really in the presence of God or you're listening to a worship song. It has a way of making us oh, just panning things out. I'm it? so pleased you brought that. Worship is so key. Um, and especially, I mean, in our church, we follow a, a very strict model. It's always Thanksgiving, and we try and find songs with Thanksgiving in. We then go into praise, which is sort of like outer court, inner court, and then the Holy of Holies, we go into worship. Mm. And those steps are losing yourself as you get closer to God. And you're losing the fear, and you'll stop thinking about yourself and what's happening, and you're getting lost in the presence of God. And Vine Song's ministry it's the most powerful ministry I know when people come in there. It's like you see everyone come in their suitcases. <laughs> and, it, you know, sometimes I trip falling out the church, you know, because there's suitcases <laughs> everywhere by the time you finish ministry. It's, oh, praise the Lord. It touches the heart. Um, and it's a very special ministry. It's unique. But you're, the way you sing, the, there's no complications in the music. It's very simple. It, it gets you into God's presence. And when you're in his presence, everything becomes possible. Mm. Outside of his presence is just you. And that's difficult, and that's hard, and that's grinding, and it's destructive. But within God's presence, you just drop the bags. You release everything inside. You get clarity. And those thoughts that have been destructive suddenly start to change. And you begin to make sense of them all and what God is doing behind all of this and how he's going to turn those negatives into positives, how you're going to be a blessing to help others. I mean, in, in our little, we have a little mental health group, and the, the technique with which I felt the Holy Spirit lead me was we talk, I let them talk about everything, the fears, the worries, everything, and then we pray, and that changes everything. And then we walk, and we go for a long walk, and sometimes on the walk we stop and we'll pray again. Actually a physical walk? A physical okay. walk, yeah, okay. and we go for a, 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 an hour, two-hour walk. Okay. It's very time-consuming for me, but for them, I see it just, uh, they get released from their worries of, 
of going over and over and over from left to right, back again. They get a breakthrough. So I'm gonna do, oh no, I can't do that. I, uh, this kind of mind sort of going all over, out of control, spinning we call it. It stops the mind spinning just for a moment and they can relax and then they can start to process it in a normal way and things come up. And the, the thing is that perfect love drives out fear. So we love one another through the relationship and, and we build up a support and I get them to pray for each other and I say, this, so-and-so is having a hard week, please pray for them. And they do and they pray, everyone prays for each other and I love it. And it makes them, and I'm beginning to see light in some of these long, especially long-term mental health issues, you know, 20 years of beginning to see a bit of light coming through that they are beginning to see I can do this, I can control my thoughts, I can take control, I know why this happened, and I know with God I can. And I start to talk like God, think like God, start thinking on noble, praiseworthy things. But worship's key to all of opening up all of this. And I may well bring in a bit more worship, but divine song music I think will go down really, really well. <laughs> well, praise God, I hope we can get there soon again yeah. to minister, God willing. Tim, before we end our time together, you used a very long word. And, you know, by the grace of God, I've got a degree in, in, in uh, educational psychology. But I must say, <laughs> it's been a while since I, since I think I had to tackle this one. Please explain this word. I can't even pronounce it. I wouldn't give it my best shot. I'll give it my best shot, but I'm, I'm hoping that if I, I get this wrong, I'm relying on Rachel in Rachel's the Rachel's behind the camera. We said she was just jumping if, if we miss it. So yeah. it's called? So, neuroplasticity. All right. Is that right, right, Rachel? Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Rachel. Okay. I'm, I'm relying on Rachel. Sandra's been practicing that with me for, <laughs> for a while. But it's basically the fact that the brain changes its shape depending on what you think about, because it's connected to everything. And every thought is a chemical reaction. And it's, you know, it's a living cell, and there's neurons that grow. And you can get neurosuicide, where brain cells die, and that happens when you fear. It actually burns tracks in the brain, wow. which your mind tries to sort out and clear. So in a, a loving, healthy brain, you get lots of flourishing, creativity, thoughts, very little fear, tremendous amounts of positivity. Incredible. Well, Tim, praise the Lord. The and, Lord's used And you. intelligence. Yes. You get, you get more intelligence. Okay. Because you can function better. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Tim, you've given us so many uh, fantastic tools here. Uh, spiritual tools to overcome and to help and to maintain. We've been talking about maintenance because in one sense to walk them, to, to be healthy. I mean, what do we do when we're physically healthy? We exercise, right? We try and eat healthy, put healthy stuff in. So no negative stuff, you know. Vegetables are, is, is the word I would say. And, and the, the media is like fast food, you know, unhealthy stuff. Um, you know, so we want to keep healthy, but you have to work at it. You know, being physically healthy, maybe someone has tried this. I've tried it. And, you know, once every three weeks to do something physically ain't going to do you that much good. So it's about getting fit mentally, isn't it? Just a, it a, is. to work at it. But one of the, you do have to work at it. But the more you focus on the problem sometimes, the bigger it gets. True. And that can become a problem. The problem I, I did a, uh, is never really the problem. It's usually something behind it. But the yeah. immediate problem that's affecting you 
is, is the thing that you're focusing on, and that isn't necessarily always the problem. Mm. And just like when you exercise, the first time you try and do it, you feel like giving up because it's so much hard work. And it is mm. hard work, processing thoughts. But one of the great things as a Christian is the more you focus on him through worship, through thanksgiving, um, through prayer, um, and the more you think of those things, you then find it becomes like an effortless change. It's not as hard work as you think. Mm. It does mean making choices. And that's really all you can do. I'm not going to go there today, but I understand why I'm feeling like this. My body's telling me this. The Word of God says this. I've done my writing it down, and I've written what God says, and I've said that, and I've perhaps listened to a praise and worship. I'm now going to meditate on, on God's Word. I'm now going to act on God's Word, because I believe it. And then eventually my emotions will catch up, and the feelings will come, and I'll receive that peace. Mm. Now, in mental illness, it's very hard to get that peace because your mind's yeah. so active and you need it. And then, as we said before, um, just to take every thought captive. And uh, for me, that's the kind of work that goes into it because I see it as those, those scanners at the airport. I think I shared this before sometime. But it's like those scanners where the guy sits there and kind of looks if there's something malicious coming through. But each thought that comes in is to, start, is to take it captive. First, let it go through your your scanner and make sure obviously the person who scans you have to know what barometer you're using which of course is the word of God but to say Lord help me to scan to use my brain scanner if you like and say where does this thought come from is it healthy or not healthy if it's not healthy it's not you know God's not given us a spirit of fear we said but love power and a sound mind, mind yeah so if this thing has come to take my mind away from things that I should be thinking if this thought is not good hey it's not from God I cast it out in Jesus' name, and Lord, help me to think better thoughts. Do whatever I need to do, these things that we've described, and take that thought captive, and, and on mm. you go. Go forward and think positively. But that was written 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Before scanners. Before scanners. <laughs> and, and, and this is the great thing about that the psychology and psychiatry is catching up. Science is catching up with what the Bible's been saying for 2,000 years. Yeah. It says you can take every thought, it says, take every thought captive. That means you can. Yeah. You can take every thought captive. Praise the Lord. Tim, to end our time together, I think it would be very appropriate for you just to pray for us, uh, to pray again and for someone just to have that zeal and that passion and, and to recognize these things that you've talked about um, and pray for whatever's on your heart. So why don't we end our time together as okay. you lead us? Father, I, I just pray right now, Lord, that um, people will actually go on the Vinesong website and uh, just perhaps get some, some, buy some worship tapes. Not because I'm trying to, 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 to push them in any shape or form, but their music will take your mind off those things. That, that music will help you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you'll speak through that music to people. Father, I pray, Lord, that um, your word says you set the captives free and you say that your yoke is easy, it's light, it's not burdensome. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the way out of this is not a great burden. It is just by looking at your face. It's coming into your presence. It's beginning to see and be part of something bigger. And you are 
a precious, precious child of God who God loves so much. If that's you, just receive the love of God in your life. Just understand that these things are temporary. Storms come, storms go. Pandemics come, pandemics go. You are blessed. You are at peace. You can receive that joy in the morning. Just let go and trust in God's word. Allow the praise, the worship, the thanksgiving, the thanksgiving, the praise, the worship to be part of your lifestyle. Look around you for things that are positive, that are excellent, that are noble. You have a sound mind. Speak these things over yourself. God himself, it says in Zephaniah, that he's singing over you. Singing over you. Father, I just pray right now that your spirit comes in and touches and gives hope, peace, joy. Fill them afresh in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This has been a pleasure. Oh, it's been wonderful having you. Two now seems too short. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord. During your prayer, I just took a deep breath and I was just, I was ministered to as well, you know, just to receive what God has for us, to receive that peace. So Tim, thanks again so much. And we remind anyone, if you missed the first bit, that uh, New Life Church is in Hampton. And of course, Pastor Tim is is the pastor of that church and if you're near the area or know someone in that area why don't you send them to new life church it's newlifechurch.life is dot it? life dot yeah. life lots a, of life it's a cool i don't even know where you get that i told you dot life it's so cool what a nice uh, what do you call a domain for a for a church name especially so visit the website so tim thanks again can i say one more thing oh, i'd please. just like to say um mm. if you're a pastor and you're watching do think about having Vinesong come and minister because their minister ministering is unique. It really sets people free and it gives an opportunity. And I think more so than ever before, people need their type of ministry in the church. So their worship really does set captives free. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, you heard the man. Go pick up that phone. Call us. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tim, thanks again so much. Bless you. Bless your family, your ministry. And hopefully we can have you come again and soon and visit us. It's always a pleasure. Bless you. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for Friday p.m. Hopefully we'll see you again next week. So thanks for watching and God richly bless you. Bye-bye. And bye-bye from me.